Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Common Sense Mama podcast. Today's episode is going to be about the pros and cons of credit and debt and basically applying that common sense knowledge to the things that I'm about to share for today. So before I get into it, I just wanted to do a little weekend recap. I feel like Monday always comes up like with the blink of an eye and I never have time to really just settle down or sit down somewhere. So I need to find some median to that because I had a goal like I'm just going to relax for one day. But when I'm motivated, when I'm inspired to handle something, whether it's at home, whether it's with my kids, my relationship, um, I just prioritize that versus doing nothing. So I think that I am obviously over ambitious and I love it. So it works. So I, Saturday, we had some family time, but we also had a little errands to run um, for Halloween and also for our business. We did a little business appointment. So that worked cool. Um, We don't really mix our business finances with our personal because like I said, it's always it's like you're mixing business with pleasure. So we try not to really do that. So that was that. But um, Sunday, which was yesterday, I worked the elections, the pre the pre-election. So basically, I have to wait for the clerks who's going to be handling the polls at the various locations. I do clerical work and I assign them their their bundles and make sure that everything is secure and make sure that there's no funny business so that was cool and that was about 450 so I'm like yay because I'm gonna apply that to my Christmas funds for my kids and we also work election day and I think it's not as much I think it's gonna be like a hundred dollars or something so I'm gonna also apply that to Christmas because I've started a Christmas challenge slash savings challenge and I realized I am not in a position to really try to save so much money I'm, I'd rather just pay my shit off like my debt because by me doing that it frees up more income for me to just budget for Christmas for the month. So next year, I definitely want to try to complete a savings challenge for traveling purposes. But for Christmas, I'm very happy that I was able to make some extra money. So I feel like for my own income, I may put $200 towards that Christmas fund of the $550 i am going to get from this election process. So also, everyone... We all see what's going on with the country, and I think that is so important to vote for this midterm election because it's going to determine our future. And then if we don't, hey, then you better keep being proactive and keep doing what you need to do to make sure that you have the best life for you and your family. No one, another person, another country has that control over the growth of yourself, your family, and your peers. So everyone needs to go out and vote. If you don't, that's your business, but do whatever you can to just make this world a better place. But if you are not into politics, which I'm not really either, I believe in self-growth 
and I'm not looking for no handouts. I'm not looking for a shortcut. I'm choosing to do what I know to do, which is being debt free so I can build wealth. So it's like, what you, what can someone tell me? You can't take what is mine. You can't take my properties. You can't take things like that. So that's something that I am pushing for. So yes. Also, um, Halloween is coming and we still have not made a pumpkin patch like I've tried to do. Like we were trying to, we I took her to a party, my kids to a party on Saturday, but I still haven't gotten to a pumpkin patch. So today I have to take my daughter because um, she was just having a fit. So me and my husband had to sit her down and was like, look, mommy and daddy had to meet with some big people in the North Pole. And basically like we're trying to get this money for Christmas so we will go today and we all did a pinky swear so that's that we're going to the pumpkin patch um and let's get into it i was compelled to talk about credit and debt because i know that there are so many platforms out there with so much information that is useful and powerful but if you're just starting off into financial knowledge and being a steward and being debt-free, obviously I would not be suggesting anyone go into debt, use credit, or play that credit building game just starting off. And I don't really believe in the game, period. And I feel like even when I am debt-free, why do I need credit if I have cash? Like, there is so there's a fine line with that, and I share it all the time. Like, I'm not for idolizing credit. It's not that I don't believe in it. I don't idolize it. That means that's not going to be my go-to for making a decision. If I'm going to make a financial decision, it's because I'm in the position to make it with or without credit. So um, yeah, I was also compelled because I was kind of receiving a little backlash a little bit from my friends. Um, not all of them, but just a few, like, about my belief. It seems like it's, I feel like it just makes people uncomfortable just to know that these, this is how I'm rolling with my finances. I don't want to be in debt. And I don't know why it bothers other people, but um, I feel like if I talk about why I feel like this, maybe we would find some understanding to why I'm walking how I'm walking when it comes to being debt-free. So let's talk about credit first. We all know the benefits of credit. You get miles, you get points, you get, what else? Um, low interest rates. But um, let's start with the pros. And these are things that I wrote down just from the top of my head. Um, credit, a, a good credit score, it gets you... It gets your foot in the door to being able to be approved for more credit, like department stores, um, the top end, Bloomingdale's, Home Depot, Target, Best Buy. They all have those. You have to apply. So your credit score is going to get you approved for purchases that you probably couldn't afford. So... That's um, a pro for anyone who cares about that. Um, and a good score can also help you get an apartment um, with 
just paying the minimum deposit, security deposit. It also will get you low interest rates. And you can also get into a house with that. But I feel like the home buying market right now is so tricky. They're not even wanting to see people in debt at all. So it's like a catch-22 with that. So it's a score and I feel like 700 and up 700 is decent like if you have 600 it's just like okay you your credit's whatever if you have 700 it's like okay it's you're considerable but if you have 750 and 850 blah 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 it's like oh wow let me go ahead and finance this person because they're going to pay it back it's it's security for them it's insurance for them that you're going to pay it back, but it's also an extra payday for them because you're going to be paying interest on top of that. So there's so much to, you know, to go with that. But um, I'm over here talking about the cons. <laughs> I'm supposed to be sharing the pros right now. Also, um, the low interest rates, it applies to most most cards, but um, I'll just talk about the big purchases when you're buying a car you could potentially get low interest rate if you have good credit. If you don't, your interest rate is going to be high. Um, also, if you have a house, it may affect your you getting a decent house loan, whatever. Um, also, no money down options. There's no money down options for people who buy cars. And I'm going to share my story eventually So with my car purchase purchase. So you don't have to, if you have good credit, sometimes there's programs that say no money down, which is a incentive for you because you get to hold on to your little measly down payment that you're going to put and just pocket the money. But it's also a setup. Okay. I still need to stick with the cons. So it's hard to talk about the pros of something when you just know like, but so I'll try to keep this as aligned as possible. You get car and home purchase power. Anything else, if you're thinking, oh, I can get this credit card and then pay it off and get this. No, that's the main big credit pro is you get to say if you want to lease a Lexus or a BMW, you may, one, have to just... It depends on your credit. Again, this all depends on good credit. I'm not talking about bad credit. It basically gets you approved with a fair, reasonable leasing car payment. So say, for example, if you didn't have bad, if you had bad credit and you would be paying like $600 for a luxury vehicle, if you had good credit, you may pay $300 for a lease. So that might be, you know, something that would be great for somebody who values credit. Um, Bragging rights. You also get bragging rights to tell all your friends and your family what your score is and how much you're approved for and how much debt you have. Basically, you get the right to make another person believe that your finances are in order. That gives you the power to let people know that you are on top of the world. Wow. You also get negotiating power. I will say that if you have the common sense to even know how to 
negotiate. You get to do that. So say if you have good credit and someone's trying to sell your car for 20000 and you negotiate because your credit is like eight fifty and up, I want the car for sixteen. Make it happen. There, and I have this, you have to come with something. Like come with a down payment. You have the negotiation power because your credit, they know that they can count on you to pay them back. That's that. Higher limits. You also get um, the pros of having good credit is higher limit. I'm not going to go into the debt with that. I'm going to try to stop myself there. You get a higher limit. Uh, you start. Everyone starts off with a small limit, building their credit, like $800. But as you pay that off, they keep increasing your limit, which is an advantage for you because if you don't have the money, you can go ahead and count on your credit card to bail you out, to take care of emergencies, to do whatever it is that you need for it to do for you. Um, and having good credit, credit period overall, it helps your process of buying a home. I talked about it again, but just know that this is a part, credit is a part of the screening process for buying homes. Whether you have a good score, a bad score, that's a part of the process. Also, there's some rewards, mileage, incentives out there. I know a lot of people say, well, I get my miles. I get rewards. I get cash back. I get whatever. Yeah, that's all good. It's all good and dandy. Um, no no problem there. But um, I would say, what do your miles mean to you? What do these rewards do to you? What doors do they open for you? Um, what... These incentives are not great enough for me to really buy into this hype. It's all hype, you guys. So let's get into the cons of credit. So if you're getting a higher limit, every day you're going to face a temptation of a need that just comes up at the top of your head if you're walking in Target or if you're walking to the mall. You're facing that everyday temptation um, to just buy stuff. And the more you consume, the worse it's going to be for you and your financial future. Because, yeah, that's all good and dandy. You have a 10000 limit. But sometimes you just get out of control. And it's just, it gets to the point where you're like, how did I get here? That's what it all resorts to, the question, how did I get here? Two is payments. You have ridiculous payments, monthly payments on top of your budget, on top of your living to include into your finances because of this. So that's from your car note. That's from your credit card. Some people pay $1,000 a month um, on credit card bills. That's taking away from you that's taking away from what you can do with it you can put that into your retirement you can put that towards your your Roth IRA for a year or so like whatever but you're gonna have heavy payments so if you want to idolize credit make sure that you're ready to pay and I'm not talking about $100 a month be ready to pay 500 and up if you're focused on debt and building it's going to be hard. 
high interest rates. Yes, if you have good credit, you get low interest rates. But if you're starting off or even if you do have good credit, if a company wants to charge you high interest, they can do that. They can they can do that. They can charge you up to, I think, 24%, maybe more. Don't even quote me. That was I don't even know why I said that. But, yeah, they can just charge you high interest rate. And I'm just saying 24% because I've been charged that for my card and I'm like how much higher can they go than this you know so that's why I was like I'm done and even if it was a low interest rate I'm done I'd rather just use my money um it distracts you idolizing credit it distracts you from your financial future uh building wealth for yourself it distracts you from having a peace of mind in terms of your money. It's not a good feeling to smile in other people's faces and watch, you know, keep spending money and knowing you really don't have it. Like someone has to find the strength and the discipline to just be like, no, I'm good. Fees. F-E-E-S. You will have fees. There are annual fees wrapped up in these cards every year. $39, $100, Sometimes they're quarterly. Beware of the fees because you're going to have fees messing around with, you know, credit and debt. So I would definitely want to say look out for that. It's nothing to play with. Let me go into the misuse of debt because if you have all these advantages that I just said about credit pros, we'll also be informed that you are very well capable of misusing it. If you see a bomb bag or a bomb pair of jeans that you want that's like $200, a shoe, a nice shoe that's seven, and you have 10000 limit, if I wasn't in my mind of who I am today, oh, I would be misusing it. I wouldn't be using it to invest. I wouldn't be using it to, no, I. it's the possibility you could misuse it. So beware of that. And also with payments comes stress, additional stress on top of life stress, on top of your personal stress, on top of all of that. It's a never-ending cycle. So those are my cons to credit. And I'm just going to go ahead and get into the debt-free pros and kind of see, balance out where we are with the two. So let me see how I can kind of balance off what I'm saying from credit. Debt-free, if you are debt-free or you're pursuing to become debt-free, the same incentives that I said that credit offers, like the mileage, the rewards, the incentives, people are transforming their principles now. So companies are including incentives and rebates and points I'm talking about mileage points as well for people who are pursuing debt-free. So there's incentives for us too. Like there's those apps, check out 51. There's, um, I know my husband's credit union, they have, when he uses his debit card, he gets rewards, he gets cash back. Um, There's Shopular, There are, um, anywhere you go, if you go to the stores and you give them your number, 
like they do some type of reward system. So how much you spend, whether it's cash or whatever, you get points. And say, for example, you spend $100 and you get $25 back. It's stuff like that. There's so many things out there, you guys. Don't don't feel like, oh, I'm pursuing to be debt-free. There's not an option like that. Please, we. I feel like we win more this way. Um, and when you're debt-free, you have no payments to companies in terms of you don't have a car payment you don't have a credit card payment you don't have a medical bill payment you don't have a student loan payment you don't have what are the other debts um you don't even a house note one day you don't have payments and you're making a shitload of money so what do you do with that money well whatever you want whatever you want whether you want to invest it, you want to spend it, you want to travel with it, that's what you can do when you are debt-free. You have an opportunity to build wealth, and that's something that I'm trying to do um, once I am debt-free, build wealth, passive income, so I can really watch my family grow and grow with my family and just have all money in. I can't afford to be paying these companies fuck these companies, period. I'd rather build wealth for myself, for my kids, um, because we all know how social security is looking. We all know what this country is doing. We all know that this company is a trillion dollars in debt. Why are we relying on them? Hello, rely on yourself. You can make shit happen. You can work. You have to push yourself. There's income growth opportunities when you're debt-free because the Whether you're starting a business or you're applying for top jobs, you have the money to fund your education. You have the money to fund your investments where you can your your income possibility is limitless and you don't have to worry about paying anyone back. Your financial future is secure. And that's something that is I I I follow. I idolize that. Because who doesn't want to have financial freedom? You can do whatever you want. One month I may invest. One month I may blow it. It's my prerogative. I'll do whatever when I'm debt free, and no one can, no one can sue me. No one. I can't. I won't declare bankruptcy. None of that. Like those are advantages for me so far. College for your kids. You have the money to start an account of 529 I'll go there later in another episode you can invest in your kids college you can invest in your kids you can set up a plan for them to be wealthy on their own so a dream of mine for my kids is one day once I'm debt free I am going to have accounts for them for college and when they're ready I'm going to really gear them to try to get a scholarship, financial aid, whatever I have to do. So I have this 529 for them. And when it's time, I'm going to use it towards whether, okay, they want to do trades, they want to do business. We can determine what we want to do with this money. I try to, I hope I would have like 100000 in each of their accounts. And we have options. So if they have scholarships, I'm going to ask them, like, yo, what are we doing with this money? Y'all want to invest it? Y'all want, what do you guys want to do? So if we have this money, say if both of my kids have 100000 and I'm going to have more kids, so 100000 per child. 
and they're all getting scholarships, they're all getting doing their thing, whatever. I would love for them to take at least thirty thousand of that and start putting that in their retirement. That's mommy's contribution. From here on, you got it. I will help you in life. I will help you with other things. But I'm trying to teach my kids a path where they don't have to be, oh, my retirement, I'm starting later. No, let's just start it at 18. Let's start it as soon as possible. So if I have the money saved for for them, which is only 100, I'm not trying to save a quarter mil because my kids are going to be pretty um, good because they have a lot of family and I'm my contribution is a hundred thousand per child, and it's for school, but it's not going to be for school because I'm already my mind is thinking something else for them, and they also have to be in the right mindset. So if they're giving me problems, oh, you're still you're not getting any of that until I I'm ready until I feel that you're ready for it. So you can really I could talk about that all day in my plan for my kids. So it's a big deal. But when you're debt-free, you can travel. You can travel the world um, with cash and explore and not worry about having to pay the bill when you get home. That freedom is something that I look forward to one day. Stewardship. I won't get into that word too much, but when you're a steward of God's money, it's like you're showing him he can trust you. You're showing him you can master the simple that you simple things that you have the for him to bless you with more so stewardship is a whole nother thing that I really I can talk about that all day and I like to call myself a financial steward I don't call me a guru I'm a steward because this money is not my money it's God's money period it's not my money it's God's money and if he wants me to be broke I'm going to be broke. If he wants me to be rich, I'm going to be rich. But guess what? He don't want any of us to be broke. He wants us to use our common sense and manage his money. What good are these material values if we can't give back to the people, if we can't help people, if we can't help our families? Those are the things that I'm focused on. So stewardship is a very powerful word to me. It has strong meaning. It has strong purpose. When I'm compelled to really speak some word to you guys about that, I'll I'll get there because, man, the power of being a steward is so much better than being um, powerful with credit. I'll say that. Um, There's no annual fees when you're debt-free because you're not using a credit card. What can they charge you for annually? Nothing. You have a credit union or bank, they don't charge you annual fees at all. I feel like I've seen my bank charge me maybe like a dollar quarterly or something, just like a service fee, but that's fine. I don't care. Like, compared to $40 or whatever the heck these fees are now, the interest rates for us sometimes it varies. I would say that depending on we can still buy a home when we're debt-free. Like, once you pay off your debt that you have, that is your credit. Know that that is your credit. You pay your car off, you pay your student loan off, you're building credit. And if you have a plan to buy a house, 
before your score drops to zero, that's your plan. Your interest rate can still be low depending on how much you put down, all of that. There's it's ways around this system, you guys, and I'm learning it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. So it's like, I'm not worried about accumulating more debt at all. Uh, when you're debt-free, you can really just sink in the moments and build memories with your family. Um, and this is something, even when you're pursuing debt to be debt-free, you really have the space, the mental space, the heart to really sink in and just enjoy the moments, build memories with your families, with your friends, and just know that it's all pure. It's all 100%. You still can do it with credit, too, but I feel like when I was like using a credit card, in my mind I was always thinking about a bill. The more bills I pay off, the less I'm thinking about bills, the less I care about anything related to finance, finances, really, because I know what I'm doing. That's just the bottom line. I know what I'm doing. Money, the love for the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money that is evil. It's the love of money. And if you're pursuing this credit thing right now, then that's where it's going to lead you. Um, You're able to give back. And that is my number one goal. One day when I'm good, when my family is straight, is to give back to people in a way where financially, because money is power. I can only do so much. I can help with my time, my effort. But if I have money to really help people, that is my goal because it's like nothing else is better than serving other people to me. Like I love to help people. I love to give back whatever I can. Like we still give back. Um, and we do our ties a little different. Um, I'll talk about that in stewardship, in a stewardship episode. But um, yeah, you're able to give back and you're unique. You're unique because you are setting yourself different and apart from other people. And I'm always choosing to be different from others because I don't want to be like everybody. I want to be me. I want to do what I'm doing. And even though we're all on this debt-free journey, we're all different. We're all, some people are conservative. Some people are turned up like me, which is how I am. But I'm still about my money. I'm still about being debt-free. You're unique. It's so many, I've met so many different people on this process and we all click because we all have the same little bottom line. We want to be debt free to do whatever we want, period. Leadership. I feel like if you're on a debt free path, it, you're showing leadership for your family. You're showing people how to do things. You're able to have better relationships with people. And that's something that I really want. You're not tripping over money because you have money period. Um, The cons of pursuing this debt-free life or being debt-free, you will have people talking about you, saying their comments, and that's okay. Those are the cons for sure. And sometimes it does hurt. Sometimes it's your friends. Sometimes it's your family because they feel like you're being stingy. They feel like you're being cheap. You're being unfair for how you choose to do your life. That's their fucking problem, period. Um, Isolation. Sometimes you have to isolate yourself for a little bit because sometimes you have to just cut out all the fun and just shut down and really focus on what you're doing. As you get better with managing your money and discipline, then you can 
go ahead and expose yourself, but you will be isolated financially because you have you're on a budget. And if people don't respect your budget, then that means you have to find a new crowd and it's going to take some time. So that's that. Sometimes you have to pay a higher security deposit uh, for apartments, but that's okay. Like for us, when we had our apartment, the initial the initial security was like 500. But and that's all I can go into security deposits all day and I'm I'll really get there later. But um <laughs> so we were required to pay a thousand. That's fine, we had it. We had the money cash, so no problem. You have extra funds pursuing and I was not debt free having this fund. Like I just had we just had the money because we we value that over credit and it was fine. We were there for years and we never had a problems. I was able to get my car with no credit, you know, no credit. My interest is like 14% and I didn't have to put money down either. You know, it, it my car would kind of be, my car would be paid off if it wasn't for that though, because when you don't have to put anything down, it just adds to your balance, which is what happened to me. But, um, it's all, it's all good, but the cons is considered being lame and being weird and just burnt out. That's what a lot of people say, like, oh, so extra. These debt-free people, they're so militant. They're, no, not everybody. It's just everyone does what works for them, and it works for me. It requires patience. Being on this journey, you have to be patient, and you have to have discipline, but it's learned. It's not just overnight but I've always had common sense from day one. And that's something that I, I make sure I watch my kids. And if they do something, that's like, hmm, even if you are a kid, that just didn't make sense. So let's talk about it. I'm teaching them common sense, literally. And it's not about the money, cause, but that's why I have my platform as Common Sense Mama, because I'm a mom. I use common sense, but I turned it into sense for money because I'm using the whole nine with me and mine. Like, look, let's talk about it. Why common sense is so important. This is common sense here for your own life, for what you want to do. So that is what I came about from the credit and debt pros and cons. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned. There will be some transitions coming with my podcast very soon because I have found another platform. I'm still working on this platform that I'm with, but I believe they do some marketing towards the end and I'm not feeling that. I asked for it to be taken off. I don't want any promotional things on here at all right now. Um, I just want to do me. I just want to talk. So (laughs) that's something that's going to be happening soon. The sound is getting better. The topics are getting clearer as I, as I pray about it. I'm like, okay, I know I want to do a podcast. I know I want to talk, but I want to make sure I'm not rambling on it. I have a plan. So I'm working on all the kinks. So stay, stay tuned and definitely keep listening. And if you like the podcast, rate it, review it, share it with your friends, share it with anybody. But there will be some transitions coming soon, very soon, within the next week or two. 
Um, so definitely stay tuned. You're going to see some different type of flavor going on on here, but it's still going to be common sense mama, but it's also going to be, I'm going to talk about beauty. I'm talking about everything. It's not going to be all finances. So I hope that everyone has a great productive week. Go get your money, go apply to jobs, go work on your resume, love your family, stay away from going to the stores and applying for credit cards. That dings you too if you keep having inquiries, but (laughs) we're done with today's topic. So everyone have a great productive week and I will see you guys next week.